Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolly Talks and Arnold Reasons. We back. Yeah. So Tolly, tell me about your last week. Tell me, oh tell me something gosh. that I don't know about this week. <laughs> well, I was going to say I've been in lockdown, but you already know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, How have you been so, finding that, though? I think I'm mixed about it. Yeah. Because, firstly, I am saving so much money. Yeah. Because, bro, I would eat out, like, every single night, almost. <laughs> and... And just all the stuff that you normally do, you can't do. So I'm saving so much money. Yeah. Um, I'm saving time, yeah. you know, because I'm not commuting into London. Yeah. So I think from that point of view, and I've actually had time to do other things that mm. I've been wanting to do. Even just like doing this recording and stuff has been good because normally we don't have time like that. Yeah. So I'm good on that. But then in terms of, you know, not being able to play basketball, not being able to exercise, not being able to be social, I think that's what's really been hard. Yeah. Those kind of friendships that you miss out on, that kind of fellowship time, like, that's what I've really been missing. Keyword friendship. I feel like that's somewhere to go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. So, friendships, friendship, friendships. What would you say are some important... Oh, you had something to say there. Yeah, because... So, I was talking to one of my colleagues today. Yeah. And saying that her daughter was crying for like an hour yesterday. Mm. And I was kind of like, why? And she was like, because she just misses her friends. She misses being able to interact and socialize and talk to her friends. And she was actually getting quite depressed. Mm. And we're only like two to this. And this is a kid. Yeah. You know? And what that really shows for me is that humans are built for friendship and for fellowship and for interaction. Mm. We're not built to be so distant from one another. We're not built to be isolated. Mm. That's good. That's real good, man. What would you say a good and godly friendship looks like from the perspective of somebody that wants to grow in Christ, somebody who is really just trying to walk this discipleship journey with Jesus? Mm. What would you mm. say a good and godly relation, good, good, good and godly friendship looks like? I think a big part of that is kind of honesty, yeah, and, and being able to be really yourself, being able to be open, yeah, yeah, and allowing people into a place where actually they can also speak into your life. Mm. Because it says about iron sharpens iron, but going through that process is something that you have to be open to. It's not just, it's not by force, you know? I think part of it is that authenticity and just being able to have real conversations with people about, you know, I don't understand this or I'm struggling with that. Yeah. You know, actually it's a place of freedom. It's not a place of judgment. Mm. Because I feel like that's what Christians are really... We're kind of known for being judgy type people, Mm. you know? So we should be known for love. And I think that's a key part of what should be there is love Mm. instead of judgment. Mm. That's good, man. That's really good. What do you think? What do I think? I really... (sighs) So one of the... To answer the question, one of the things that I'm reminded of in Genesis is the principle of being naked and unashamed. Yeah. And I think it feeds into what you're speaking about as well. 
of being um, being fully yourself and like with no holds bar in a sense because I think the reality is every single one of us as disciples is growing mm. meaning that there are areas undoubtedly where we're going to need to grow more we're going to need to do better or need to change or need to be transformed um, yeah. and I think sometimes we don't always see that and it's only I think in as I'm saying we don't always see the areas that we need to grow in sorry and I think it's only in being like unashamedly real and open about who you are, your your high points, your low points, your strengths, your weaknesses, and just I think being open in the safety of a relationship where you can trust your brothers and sisters and stuff like that as well to not necessarily mm. be those that will, you know, um, mistreat that or not respond yeah. to that with love. Um. yeah I think that's a really 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 important factor and I think also um, not letting your past experiences if you had past bad experiences limit you from continuing to be naked and unashamed in the new relationships and new friendships that you develop um, for real go ahead go ahead I think that's a really big, a really, really big one yeah. because I feel like what the enemy tries to do is he tries to bring strife into relationships yeah, yeah. and then not only will he do that, but then he'll use the strife from past relationships yeah. to totally torpedo your future relationships, yeah, for real. you know, and that's where actually we really need to kind of, in a lot of ways, process and forgive a lot of those things that have happened in the past because otherwise you go into new relationships and you're you're adding a filter onto them that isn't really there mm. that's real man and the other thing as well that I would add to it as well another key thing for me is I think just being able to call one another higher mm. um, and what I mean by that is you know if if there's something that I do that isn't measuring up, of course I'm not expecting someone to come and just chop my head off. But mm -hmm. I, I, one thing that I do expect, and I think I strive to also give within my um, friendships, is the ability to highlight that um, in as loving a way as possible. Not to shame the person or not to put someone down, but to help them see the the room to move higher than where where they mm. are and vice versa is what I expect because I like I really do think I can't see the love in someone seeing me in error or seeing me falling short and staying quiet um, mm. yeah so I think that's that's a really important one I think um, and I think obviously there's ways to prayerfully go about it obviously but I think in general like you know be a brother's keeper. I, I think that's so key because what you're also talking about is the type of friend that you need to be. Yeah, yeah. So the verse that came to mind was Proverbs, like when we started talking about this, is Proverbs 18.24. Yeah, yeah. And it says, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. Yeah. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Yeah, yeah. And for me, that talks about two different things is that if I want to have friends i have to be friendly yeah you know 
And if I want to have friends that also challenge me and friends that call me to a higher place, mm. I also have to do some of those behaviors and actually exhibit that as a friend myself. Mm. So I think sometimes part of it is you attract what you give out, you know? Yeah. If when someone tries to, you know, if someone, when someone tries to talk to you about something, you bite their head off. Mm. Or if when someone does something wrong, you bite their head off, they're not going to come to you and be able to be open and be honest and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's one podcast I listened to actually, and it's the, the leadership one. Yeah. And he was talking to this guy and he was saying, okay, how do you get really high caliber leaders and stuff like that in your inner circle? Yeah. And this, like this guy is saying, well, basically what I do is I kind of test the waters as I go. Yeah. So I might open up with someone about a little problem and then see how they react and how they respond. And yeah. that determines, you know, where do I put them in my kind of my inner circle? Yeah. So it's that thing of actually, we need to be creating these environments around us where it's okay for people to fail. It's okay for people to have issues and still talk it through. Mm. And it's an encouraging environment. It's not a condemning environment. Mm. And, and how do you think that we can strike that balance, right? Of being, being able to, you know, have that conversation without yeah. it being condemning. I think a lot of it comes down to understanding. Yeah. So when someone is telling you something that might not have gone well or, you know, that's gone badly, yeah. instead of just trying to kind of fix it as such, yeah. some of it is just about understanding why did that happen? Yeah, yeah. You know, what are the things that got them to that place and mm. what are the things you can do to actually help them to stay away from that place? Mm. You know, but also just reinforcing the fact that you know, you're my brother, you're my sister, and I love you. And actually, the reason I'm talking to you about this is because I know that actually you can do better than that. Mm. You know, actually calling out the greatness in someone as opposed to just kind of bashing them over the head. Yeah, I think makes quite a big difference. Yeah, you know, I think I think that point there on the end, especially is huge about mm. like just the balance, because I think when the voice you're hearing or your brother your sister is constantly a feedback on something that you can do better or how you can do better or how you haven't done enough mm. so to speak um that can be discouraging but i think when it comes with balance or it's coming from someone that you know doesn't just necessarily have something to say about where you can do things better but also has a lot to say at the same time of the things what you're that you doing do well good and you're doing well mm. that's like good that's just good relationships in general it's good coaching it's good brotherhood mm. it's good sisterhood like it's an important thing um mm. and you know what saying that as well like in in all honesty i find myself because i don't know maybe I, I tend to i'm i'm all about process improvement in general bro and, that's life <laughs> do you know me. what i mean so it's that's, like, yeah in in whatever context i'm in like yes i i pay attention yes to the good and celebrate that but i'm i'm a fixer like i'm constantly yep. I where's default the problem to, where's the problem <laughs> and how do we resolve yeah. it kind of thing yeah. and i've been finding myself even lately having to be really a lot more mindful of that just in the yeah. conversations that i'm having with people because there have been times where even in the last two weeks yeah somebody did it to me <laughs> And I was vexed, like where I'm, yeah. I'm sharing, I'm in a conversation and I'm talking about something, celebrating something amazing that's happened. Um, 
it was to do with the business and something that I did to basically just adapt to everything that's been going on with the coronavirus and stuff um, to adapt our strategy. So I'm there, like, I'm on, like, cloud 50, not even, like, cloud 50, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. buzzing. And the first comment that I got back was something that was a process improvement comment, basically. Like, right. have you done this? Um, and I remember at the time it was like, automatically I was like, nah, I just shared my good gold with you, which I don't even share everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. this is what I met with. And so, yeah. like, I remember how I felt in that moment. And so, wow. parked it. Cool. Let that one go. I think it was maybe three days later or something like that. I find myself in a conversation with my wife. Yeah. She shares something. I did the very same thing that I hated. Wow. And, and I didn't notice it. She's the one that, because she obviously saw what happened in the situation before when someone burst my bubble. And so she then basically said to me, you know, you just did the same thing that you were complaining about the other day, basically. Wow. And so it made me take a step back and say, whoa, like, because I know in general, that's actually something that I have a gripe with in general. Like I'm, how can, I'm a process improvement person, but I'm like, don't burst my bubble. Like, because I, the but thing is, I can it's take, about timing. I can it's about yeah, timing. It, is, it is about timing. That's, that's yeah, that is true. Timing. You're right. That's what it is because I'm, I'm all for the feedback in general. I like that. I welcome yes. it. But you've got to like, sometimes you have to play blind, like just to celebrate in that moment. Oh yeah, come on. Like, yeah, this is amazing. And then, <laughs> and then like, <laughs> when the buzz is like, really that train has passed and stuff like that, just come back. And I guess maybe in a wise way, <laughs> just be like, oh, you know, I've been thinking. <laughs> yeah, but, but you see the thing is right is that even the way that you kind of reframed what they said yeah it's kind of like well have you done that though yeah you know even the language yeah because because they might not have even said it that exact way but that might just be how it came across do you see what i mean that way, yeah. that's how it, that's how it you feel yeah, because yeah. that's actually what's really important it's not just about what they say but yeah. it's also about how it makes you feel yeah, that's right. and i feel like if with every personality type yeah. The thing that makes you strong at what you do can also be a really, really horrible thing, yeah. right? So, like, I'm all about that. I can find every <laughs> minute thing wrong, every single thing. Yeah. And that is what, in a lot of ways, has saved me in my job sometimes, you know, because you just think, yeah, same. my default is what's wrong with that? Yeah, you know, yeah. how do I make it better? But in relationships, bro, There's a it can be man. demoralizing. Yeah. It can be so demoralizing. Oh. And I think part of being a good friend is actually understanding yourself, understanding your tendencies, and then being able to match that and adapt that yeah. with the person that you're talking to. Because for me, if you, I, I'm also someone I find praise very uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just like sat there, like, Ugh, like I don't know what to do with it. So I don't even mind if, if I tell you something great and you go, oh, what about this? What about this? I'm like, great, yeah, because for me. Yeah. I, I'm all about I I don't I don't need a bubble. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's just how I am. I find it I find it awkward. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it's that's about knowing who you're talking to. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And knowing your friends and knowing yourself. Yeah. So knowing, okay, look, if I say this right now, how is this gonna come across? How is it received? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? That's good. So it's just it's just so interesting. Hmm. That's real good. But even all of this is making me think because there are certain people who are close to me who I know they feel 
the they feel the consistency of the of the <laughs> of operational efficiencies at work. Yeah. Um and it is just thinking, okay, how do I actually adapt that? Because especially because for me, I've come from sports, right? And mm. and sports, you do, you don't you have to be saying like you it's kind of like you focus on okay, make this tweak, make this adjustment, we do this differently. Mm. But even that it's good to celebrate success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just after a victory isn't always the right time to give the this is what Take we could analysis. have done better yeah uh, no like pop your champagne enjoy like your winnings whatever it is you do to enjoy yeah and i think also some of it is asking people if they want your feedback for real yeah it's not everybody wants it yeah yeah, yeah. and you know what it's funny because as you're saying that i'm actually thinking on like I've been searching myself even now in this conversation thinking like why is it that those kinds of things have bothered me or did bother me or it bothered mm. me in that situation and probably other situations too and I think I'm realizing more and more that it's because like because you know what generally in like a normal setting where there's a group of people and stuff like that I'm not really looking for the praise situation no. like that's not my default I'm the I, I I really don't mind going under the radar yeah I think it's the the fact that I'm realizing that and I've been realizing that I'm I can be very when I'm on a project or if I've got an idea or if I'm working on something mm. I don't default to being the person that's like okay let me invite 10 people into this room so that I can develop this idea and then do yeah. it. so I'm the kind yeah. of person that will probably spend unknown hours <laughs> in the mountain in the cave just yep. working on this thing working on this thing working on this thing building this thing building this thing building this thing and then even in sharing it i won't necessarily share it with the whole masses as well it's yeah. like i'll share it on a small scale maybe like just to whoever's i guess Test it close out. yeah close enough to it so to speak or whatever to, to have that sharing done and i think that's probably what it is is because i know in general i don't share everything so broadly by default um I think it was looking at the microscope situation yeah. where I did share it, um, and it and it bothered me. But but yeah, I think more than anything though, it has taught me more about myself because obviously, like I said, I I played the hypocrite. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I played the hypocrite, and you know what? I think it's yeah. I, it's God's grace that I even experienced that I guess annoyance on that day because for me to repeat the same thing a few days later and for me to actually really get what it meant for me to do the same thing to my wife and to know I've done that to other people as well like I I understand it better now because it's a gripe that I know that I've had and I've experienced which yeah. now makes me a lot more conscious of how I'm communicating so I'm really I'm not gonna lie but I'm really trying to work on that what I, what I found really interesting is what you said about um experiencing it and then turning around and doing it a few days later and not even thinking about it yeah and in a weird way it reminded me you know of the story where this guy is forgiven you know yeah. whatever amount of money yeah yeah, yeah yeah and then he turns around and is like mean to the other guy <laughs> yeah you know it's kind of like a weird version of that where like even though you've experienced this very same thing yeah that experience doesn't always carry through to how you then behave yeah yeah, yeah. so i think there is definitely something in evaluating of experiences mm. because I feel like even when something bad happens to us when we have a bad experience I think it's really important to understand why do we think it's bad 
Mm. What is it that we don't like about it? And actually, is there anywhere in our lives that actually we might be doing similar things to other people? Yeah. You know, and how do we adjust and how do we adapt? Because these things, if you allow them to kind of teach you, they will teach you, Yeah. yeah. you know, or they will break you and it will be horrible. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. And I think another thing that I'm, I guess I have learned from that experience is the importance of self-control, man. Because, like kind of going back to that point you mentioned about how the same thing that can be such a positive for you in certain contexts can be a huge yeah. negative in other contexts like yeah. that's where i'm finding myself having to now navigate how do i take that i guess process improvement and improvement kind of mindset in the relationship context with friends family and so on and so forth and manage it in a way that it doesn't become a problem or a burden or a burden to other people and a negative thing and so sometimes that really is me having to just close my mouth um and just (laughs) just celebrate like literally just close my mouth and celebrate and like it's it's a journey isn't it and i think what (laughs) at this stage of my life i'm looking back and thinking imagine if i close my mouth sooner (laughs) honestly bro honestly honestly it's really a journey man because the other thing is is that over time you almost like build up a reputation for that thing yeah 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 yeah. if you're not careful it will close people to you 100 percent. and that that's a really sad thing because actually the reason that you have it is because it can also be of a benefit to people yeah yeah you know and the world needs people that can find the issues and that kind of thing but the world also needs people on the other side of it you know who can just dream the dream and see what it really could be without getting bogged because i find for me i get bogged down sometimes in the details Mm. of oh this really random exception could happen and blah 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 which is great in terms of okay let's protect ourselves but it stops you from really dreaming big sometimes yeah you know so the world needs every side of it but if people are alienated to you you won't be getting that yeah yeah what's been one of your biggest friendship lessons in the last year or so well spoiler alert whilst you're thinking about that i've pretty much given mine already so you've given it this (laughs) is it i've pretty (laughs) much given it yeah so that's that's been one of my big ones so yeah your time now great um it doesn't have to be the biggest but one of well, I think for me, it's just that thing about trying to understand people more mm. because I feel like sometimes we're almost conditioned to try and misunderstand yeah. and we're almost conditioned to try and make it seem like everybody has a problem. Mm. But I think, you know, when it talks about um, in First Corinthians 13, um, where it basically talks about love believes the best. Mm. So it's kind of like, if I'm trying to approach people in that way of love, I'm trying to, so love rejoices in the truth, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Mm. So even if someone has had a bad reaction to me, if I'm trying to approach them from a love perspective, I'm really trying to understand why. And I'm trying to believe that actually they, that's not really who they are and you know it's more reaction as opposed to really how they feel so for me i think taking the time to really get to the bottom of things and understand the why Mm. 
and being open to hearing that actually no it's because you talk to me like this and i don't like that you know that's not nice to hear um but actually it's been really helpful for me and like you said sometimes just shutting your mouth yeah. like yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> because so my mum is a lawyer so for me every time there's conversations happening i am rebutting in my head <laughs> and i can absolutely tear that down oh my gosh like i've grown up with that yeah you know? yeah you have to formulate an argument you have to be able to this and that yeah. sometimes just shut your mouth yeah, just yeah. eat like no you're right i was wrong <laughs> just start that's it yeah 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 <laughs> so i want to read um i want to read a verse that just came to okay. mind via google and it is john chapter 15 verse 13 and it okay. says greater love has no one than this that someone laid down his life for his friends what does it look like for us to lay down our lives for our friends and I think in reading these verses just to spoil the order I'll say something before <laughs> giving it to you Do it. finally um, yeah man I think one of the things that I think about like with the whole laying down of the life is the death to self that yeah. we have to do every day and in the whole shutting up sometimes that is killing yourself like it's killing the flesh because sometimes it is the flesh that wants to pipe up and make that smart comment or that possi possibly valid comment yeah. but in the wrong context or at the wrong time um, sometimes laying your life down for me looks like even something we spoke about in another podcast um, the whole thing of being selfless and focusing like Philippians 2 speaks about on the interest of others Others, rather I than like that. yourself basically <clears throat> and counting someone else more significant than you mm. um, it's preferring your brother or your sister mm. in a lot of ways thinking about what's important for them um, and not just to not just what's important to please them but what's important to help this person or to support this person in their journey with God I think, I think that's an absolutely huge key because it's so easy to kind of, it's so easy to forget that and really get focused on ourselves. Mm. And even just like when we think about the body, it's like actually the body needs, so like my feet need my hands to put their socks on. Mm. You know, like everything needs other body parts. Like my torso needs my legs to put it in place. Mm. you know and actually if we just focus on us and our little bit all the time actually the other parts of the body can't function in the way that they need to function mm. and that's why I think actually it's so important sometimes because I think we've talked about this before as well is that what I find really cool is that while you're looking out for someone else someone else will be looking out for you mm. you know and if you actually just get your mind off yourself for a little bit and actually let God move on other people Mm. to kind of take care of what you need or you know encourage you in the ways you need it actually that's how everything works together mm. so what about the flip side so we've spoken about some of the the good things what do you think are some signs of an unhealthy um friendship 
or a friendship that isn't building one up i think it's exactly that i think if you go away from spending time with someone and you're not feeling encouraged you're feeling discouraged mm then for me, I feel like that's a friendship that you need to assess. Or if actually that friendship brings out the bad things in you, then I feel like that's, for me, that's a situation that it's not an edifying situation. Mm. Or if you find that, you know, there's certain sin patterns that come around that friendship or mm. anything like that, you know, things that or makes you act out of character or out of the character who you want to be. Yeah, yeah, that's really important. That's good, man that's really good and I agree with that so much because I think the priority is to know the character that we're going for which is the image of Jesus yeah. Christ his attributes um, the way of the kingdom the way that God has designed for us to be and I think being able to really assess where you're at especially based like I think being honest about where you're at is important because mm. I know that there were times where shortly after I first um, surrendered I had to go cold turkey in a lot of friendships and relationships like to the mm. point where pretty much if you had not declared an allegiance to God and um, pursuing the way of the kingdom mm. I didn't officially ex everybody but distance and a big distance was created mm. um, and it was because I was trying to surround myself with people that I really believed and knew would help me to to grow in my character and I guess my reflection of Jesus in his ways and and I think there there were pros to that but I think at the same time I definitely burnt some bridges and that's something that I realize on reflection because mm in the way that I went about some of those relationships where distance was created, it was just like real, raw, like X, like just mm. cutting people off completely. Um, mm. And I think there's probably wiser ways that I could have gone about it. How do you think you could have done it differently? It's a very, very good question. That's a very good question. I think... I would say looking at those people less like they were contaminants mm. and I think probably seeing the the opportunity maybe to have some more conversations with them and mm. so so I feel like I don't think I really had many conversations I just moved and mm. and I think as a result of that certain people maybe felt like I had gotten a pedestal where maybe I felt like I was just better than them and I think that was probably what was wrong about how I went about things I think mm. it was absent of a loving maybe distance <laughs> but um, but yeah I think if I was to go back and maybe relive those times I think I definitely think some of those relationships I would have cut off and I don't think I know any other way to have done it than that, the way that I did just because for the sake of myself in that time mm. I, I knew that staying or being around certain relationships with be it females or whatever that it was like there was no other way than for me to basically just go and to leave and to just like cut people off completely because you know when you've tried to 
do the whole nice moving away and you've gone through circles and cycles of patterns of repeating the same sin um there comes a point when you have to make a decision in my opinion i don't know maybe if there's a better way i haven't learned it yet but some of those relationships i think Mm. i think it was mostly my attitude and the way that i saw them because what i'm thinking is that there are going to be some of those relationships where even if you try and bring understanding you try and have that conversation some people might just not be having it you know yeah it's it's gonna be unpretty and say i just as you're saying it, i'm thinking about a conversation that i had the other day where even beyond that time like there mm. were times maybe i'd say even two no four years ago now three four years ago like there's there was a connection that i had which i there was there was no i saw no other way like mm. there, there was the only way was cold and to just mm. move and to just take the l basically yeah and to look like the bad guy and to look like the person who is heartless and stuff like that just for the sake of everybody's ultimate success basically or exactly hope for everyone's success so i think yeah mm. you know what in in saying that yeah i agree i think that there are some there are some exits that <laughs> i don't know if there is another way someone teach me that cheat code because i, <laughs> I really don't know it um but I definitely think in saying that there are some, like just it reflecting on my journey, um, especially yeah, early on sure. when I first surrendered, I know there definitely were some that you I just have to go. Yeah, there were some that I just had to, I had to just, yeah, there was no pretty way to but, do it. But you know what, actually, even when you look at some of the biblical relationships, right? Yeah. So there were some where they fully burnt the bridge. So like, I think was it, it might be Elijah and Elisha. Mm. where he I think it was Elijah went to see Elisha and Elisha was like plowing the field or something like that and bruv he broke the whole yoke down and burnt everything or something Mm. right so it's kind of like he made it clear that I'm not going back to that Mm. you know so for me it's like actually there are some times um, okay found it so 1st Kings 19 um, yeah, okay. I didn't horribly misquote the Bible, so thank God for that. Um, it says, So Elijah went from there and found Elisha. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Then it says, Elisha left his oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I'll come to you. He said, go back, what have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plow equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people and they ate. Interesting, totally different to what I thought. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. Mm -hmm. So even in that, there was actually something that he did that was quite nice, actually. I was totally wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was like, he was like, I'm done. I'm gonna burn this whole thing up to the ground. This is why you have to check the scriptures, people. <laughs> I hate you. That is interesting. But do you know what? Something. Let me think. What's that scripture? Jesus was speaking. If your eye causes you 
to stumble, gouge out. Wow. Yep. And if your hand causes you to sin, chop it off. That's to paraphrase it. But wasn't there also something in the New Testament where someone asked to go to bury their father and Jesus was like, let the dead bury the dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's interesting for me is that there's both sides of it in terms of sometimes it's like, yeah, cool, go say bye. Other times it's like, nah, like if that's not working, you need to cut it. Yeah. So I think that's where for me wisdom and kind of discernment comes in into, okay, what is what's needed in this situation? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of another one. I believe it is Galatians 6 from Google. Verse 1. Brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken in in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, restore such a person with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourselves so that you also won't be tempted. The reason Mm. why this verse came to mind was more so because of the end part where it speaks about watching out for yourselves also basically so that you also won't be tempted mm. um, because as we're speaking I'm, I'm really thinking to myself you, you know sometimes you have to really self-assess like some of the incoherent thoughts that you actually have in your mind yeah. because as this conversation is developing I'm thinking you know what no like in its raw form Arnold you really do believe that there are some situations that <laughs> I don't know if they're salvageable on earth because if you're in a situation where okay so the good the the good christian thing to do quote unquote in theory Mm. is anybody who's around you if they are someone who isn't necessarily going the same direction as you or someone that's encouraging you after godliness the the good thing in theory to do is to be gospel-minded think about how you can reach that person share with them introduce them to jesus jesus christ and lead them to the cross essentially yeah yeah that's the good thing in principle but i think in practice there are some situations where you have to be real yourself about the fact that it's not necessarily for you to be the one to focus so much on trying to save someone else when you know yeah. it's just going to put you in the fire in short yeah. and so I think that's what we're kind of drawing out from this conversation is that you have to really assess situations that are a danger to you and your well-being in Christ things that you know are going to cause you to fall um, possibly even just for a season because this is something that I was going to um, expand on is that some of the relationships that I um, grew distance with early on in my journey, years later, I found that I was able to rebuild. Um, Mm. And I think the fact that years had passed gave me the chance to grow in certain areas so that I wasn't um, necessarily being, I don't know, unequally yoked, you know, in a sense, basically, because in i would i would no longer come to the relationship and be i guess as prone to fall into some of the sins that maybe i once would have if i was around certain people because Mm. over those years i've grown i've developed god has changed things about my character my desires i've been able to build certain foundations and so it doesn't mean that i'm absolutely immune but like for example i used to smoke weed before i got saved. no way yeah 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 
Like I wasn't like Yeah, there you go, the information. <laughs> <laughs> but um like I didn't like it wasn't like a huge like with frequency that I was doing like ten times a day. It wasn't like that. We used to kind of smoke weed mainly I would say in the holidays. Um uh, when we're off from school college and stuff like that. But that was something that I used to do. That was an experience that I had and it was something I enjoyed. And I think there was probably a part of my journey where I probably couldn't be around anybody that was about that kind of stuff because that was one of my old vices. That was one of the things that I used to have uh, an attachment to. Whereas now, like, put me around somebody, put me at the air, like I can smell it, I can be around it, and there's absolutely no desire for it whatsoever. Now, I know there are some things that the desire the appetite m- might not necessarily be killed altogether and it might still be a uh, a temptation but again with time um mm. time practice and i think building new disciplines being in new environments it can make that time can help you to to be able to fight better when those temptations arise than you maybe would have if it's something that you're fresh out of if that makes sense yeah for sure for sure and I think that's where kind of really self-assessing and really understanding like, okay, am I really at that place now or should I? Because really what we do need to do is kind of really protect that, mm. you know? It's like if you've made that good decision to walk away from some of those things, that is what's really, really important. Yeah. And some of it is, you know, in a weird way, it's kind of pride, you know, mm. like, oh, if I'm not talking to that person, then who's going to help them to yeah, get to where yeah. they need to be? Well, actually, there's 7 billion other people in the world. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure God can raise someone else yeah. to help them out in that situation. You know, and some of it is trusting God, actually, to say, actually, I trust that you're going to do what you need to do in that person yeah. while you're doing what you need to do in me. Yeah, because that is the lie that I think Satan really does play on and deceive us with at times is the idea that somehow the power of this person's salvation or conversion or them staying with God is going to be a result of me, me. Just you, just only me. you. And if just I'm not you. there, if I am not there. Oh, they're going to hell. And and by virtue of even thinking that way, because we don't say that, we wouldn't like, no. we wouldn't vocalize that, but it's almost like the confessions of our heart. And mm. it, it exposes that we've put ourselves in God's position and we've played ourselves as God rather than mm. like you said trusting God and and remembering the principle the fact that we are literally just tools in the hands of God made yeah. and used by him and our job is to scatter seeds yeah. to water seeds but it's always God who brings the increase mm. and so and that takes a lot of pressure off of us. Do have we oh, spoken yeah. about this before? But even if we haven't, even if we have spoken about, it, I'll say it again. It takes pressure off of us because so much pressure. Like even from a, I remember there was a time when I couldn't. I felt like I could not turn off my phone because I felt mm. like if I turned off my phone and my phone wasn't charged, if one of these people that I'm friends with or who knows me needs to have a conversation about Jesus, then well, like if if my phone switched off, then it's over. Like what are they gonna do? And, wow. and I remember like literally having that on me for a while wow. until again, like coming to a place where I realized that, that I'm not, I'm really not God. And I know no. that's actually something that 
it's an easy burden to 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 shoulder especially when we know the importance of the message that we carry and the importance of eternity and how this life is just a miss it's an it's an easy burden for us to almost wear but Hmm. we really aren't god but bro that also forgets about the bigness of god yeah yeah you know like i'm not the only person that god's plan relies upon yeah you know like god is so much bigger than like you say if my phone is not charged yeah. like you think god's gonna be like oh my gosh everything was on arnold's phone beat like no of course not you know like jesus can appear to someone him his own self Absolutely. as well yeah you know so like because you hear about muslims who jesus appears to them yeah. you know that's nothing anywhere near close to do with me yeah <laughs> you know? so it's just having that faith that you know do what you need to do but know that god would do what he needs to do because at some point you're also going to fail yeah you know like you're human god is the one who never fails it's not us Mm. that's good man i think it is good to take that pressure off ourselves because otherwise everything that we do is from obligation and from compulsion and from fear and that's not fair Well, that's been a brilliant episode. (laughs) So thank you once again, guys, for listening. Um, What are your friendships like, guys? Hit us up. Tell us what your friendships are like. What are some of the things that have helped you to develop and build really good Christ-forming, godly friendships? your lives and tell us what some of the things are that have helped you to identify some of the relationships or friendships that you need to walk away from we'd love to hear from you drop us an email drop us a comment hit us up on the socials reason to behold yeah at reason to behold everywhere (laughs) yeah got that on lockdown yeah man but yeah thank you guys for listening once again and we'll be back with another one yep lockdown is good for podcasting is all i can say